On today's podcast, Ben and I are going to run down Dunkel's top five rankings in the NBA and college basketball and take a look at three games for Friday's NBA schedule. to the Dunkel Index Podcast, the sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Bob Dunkel, and if it's Friday, that, of course, means I am joined, as I am every Friday, by my son, Ben. And we're going to take a look at a little basketball for this weekend. Ben, why don't we just address the elephant that is in the room? And look at that game last night between Brooklyn and Philadelphia. You know, I know I texted you incessantly, each rant angrier than the first. I think you finally tuned me out after a while. Tell me I'm wrong when I feel like the Sixers season collapsed in a matter of two hours time last night. Well, I'm not going to overreact to just one game. Um, what we were five and zero or six and zero with Harden before that. He, everybody was playing great. Um, I really thought they had a chance to come back, uh, even in the second half. But then, obviously, they came out third quarter, played badly, and that was pretty much it. But um, you know, eventually, Kyrie's only going to be playing in half the games uh, on the net side. They're not going to hit all those shots that they hit last night. And in my opinion, Doc, um, I know Maxi didn't look great. He looked a little hesitant, but I don't know why we didn't exploit Curry defensively, either through Maxi or through getting him, I don't know, mismatched on some switches or something. Um, it just felt like we, we didn't, um, we just didn't play good pretty much. And I think that was just one game. It was a big moment. We didn't play well. And um, thank God it was just a regular season game in March. Yeah, there were a lot of shell-shocked looks last night, and I think Doc was definitely one of them, and I agree with you. I don't think he adapted very well after the game got going. There were just so many lows last night. Uh, Where do we start? Um, I'll, I'll start with the former Sixers. You know, you mentioned Seth, and I always really liked him. I hated to see him him go. Uh, he and Kyrie combined for 49 points last night of Brooklyn's 71 in the first half. He could not miss. I mean, he mm-hmm. looked like Steph. Drummond, I, I we hadn't seen that kind of fire out of Drummond when he was in a Sixer uniform. Um, all of a sudden, he looked like he was ready to get into it with Embiid. So while his stats may not have looked very good, his presence on the court was definitely noticeable. Uh, then we'll go to Durant and Kyrie, uh, who both look like they were more than ready to be up for the moment. Um, and yeah, it may have only been a regular season game, but I think Barkley talked about at halftime that, you know, it's one thing to run off uh, consecutive wins uh, against lesser teams, which is what Philadelphia had done. You know, their losses stand out. They lost badly to Miami and now now they've lost to Brooklyn. So they beat Chicago. They did beat Chicago. Uh, Okay. I'll give you that. Um, I don't know if I put Chicago in the same category 
as I'd put Miami or Brooklyn. Um, certainly not um, Miami, who will, is in our top five, and we will talk about that in a minute. Um, but Durant and, and Kyrie, uh, Durant finished uh, with 25 points, 14 boards, seven assists. Kyrie had 22 points. They looked like they couldn't miss uh, when they needed to make buckets. Uh, then I'll go to Harden, uh, who was the guy that we got, and he was 3 of 17 from the field, 0 for 10 on two-point shots, 11 points, had more turnovers, four, than buckets. Uh, so not a great um, big game debut, I'll say, for, for, for Harden. And, of course, Barkley also pointed out that's been a knock on him in the past, so that continues to linger. And then you had Simmons, you know, sitting there um, with his um, sweater on, designer sweater, and his uh, his gold kangaroo chain just looked like the uh, the cat that had swallowed the canary, even though he he wasn't setting foot on the court. So it just couldn't have been worse. Yeah, it was one twenty nine, one hundred. I don't think that begins to tell the story of how bad it was last night. So. Put me in the category of overreacting. I I feel like we've seen this before out of Philadelphia uh, in the postseason. This had a postseason feel to it last night, and it just seemed like more of the same. All right. Well, as long as we're overreacting, Tobias was four of five from three, so that was pretty nice. <laughs> Yo, and that is so good because at one point I was thinking – of course, Tobias is having a good game. Again, yeah. in the postseason, when all else around is crumbling, you know, there's Tobias making baskets. Um, and so, yeah, he stepped up last night more than he had in any of the other games. So I guess we'll call Tobias our, our big game player. Um, well, it, it certainly was was a bad night. It was a bad call for the index. We were out there with Philadelphia uh, to cover. And that certainly didn't happen. Um, and thank goodness for uh, for the other Curry, Steph. Uh, he helped propel the Warriors to a much-needed win, good win for Golden State last night over the Nuggets. Um, that uh, was their second in a row now and allowed the index to at least end on a high note with a win there in Denver. Curry had 34 points, and the D held Jokic to just 23 points. So, Needless to say, between uh, Embiid, who, yeah, he did have 27 points against the Nets, but his plus-minus for the night was a minus 30. And Jokic uh, not having a big night. It was not a great night for the MVP frontrunners um, as well as the index. So uh, yeah. last week we had the Sixers right on the cusp of making our top five. But after last night, they've now dropped down to number seven. Milwaukee has moved past them uh, into the sixth slot, just on the cusp of the top five. So, Ben, should we go ahead and take a look at our top five, Sands Philly, for this week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So at number five, staying at number five, we got the Utah Jazz, Uh Jazz just keep on plugging along, uh, a lot of swirl around them, but they just remain steady out there in Salt Lake. Uh, Jazz now two-game lead over the Nuggets in the Northwest Division. 
they survived a five-game road swing recently by winning three, including a really good victory at Phoenix. Uh, and they came home on Wednesday by pe- beating Portland by 38 for their eighth straight home win. Ben, I feel bad for your Blazers out there in Portland. It's it's kind of like a G League team right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, it's ugly. And um, I was watching that game for a bit. And, you know, they were keeping it within 10, 15, something like that. And I just knew the whole time it would end up being ugly. Uh, sure enough, wake up the next morning, 38. That was, that was really ugly. Yeah, it feels a little like Oklahoma City with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You've got Anthony Simons out there and trying trying to build for the future around him. But uh, it, it's a lost season this year for sure. Uh, the Jazz... Going to try to use that home cooking uh, to their advantage. They've got a big game on Monday against the Bucks, So definitely want to come to dunkleindex.com and check out our pick for that game to start off the week. Uh, moving down to number four, uh, even with all the focus on Philly and Brooklyn last night in the East and Milwaukee moving up the ladder, uh, it's still the Miami Heat, our number four team, that owns the best record in the East at 44 and 23, kind of like the Jazz. They just keep on plugging along. Uh, they beat both the Nets and the Sixers recently, but they had their own reality check game, as did Philly last night. Um, theirs was on Wednesday night when they lost at home to Phoenix by 21. Uh, they did play without Jimmy Butler, so. Got to put a little asterisk next next to that one. Uh, and they had one 12 of 14 coming in. But they've got four very winnable games at home starting tonight with Cleveland uh, before they head to Philly for a rematch against the Sixers on the 21st. Ben, you liking the heat still? Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about them a little later. Definitely looking forward to that game against the Sixers. Uh you know, hopefully Sixers can recover, but definitely agree with the Heat here, uh, being in the top five and representing the uh, only team in the East in our top five. Yeah, yeah no, that uh, that game on the 21st, all of a sudden taking on big significance, especially in Philadelphia. Um, moving down to number three, or gosh, I should say moving up to number three, is the Memphis Grizzlies, um, now tied with Golden State for the second best record in the West an amazing run by Memphis, um, but possibly a little sign that the Grizz may be cooling off a bit. Uh, they had recent double-digit losses to the Celtics and the Rockets. You know, red-hot Boston, that's not very surprising. But losing to 16-48 and 48 Houston, uh, that was much more of a head-scratcher. Um, as we mentioned last week, They've got a pretty light schedule against sub-500 teams over the next few weeks. Uh, But suddenly, their March 23 game against the Nets looks very intriguing. Ja going up against Kyrie, Ben. You getting some popcorn for that one? uh, So this is in Memphis? Uh, That's a good question. You know what? I think it's Brooklyn. Oh, so then no Kyrie. It makes then it no even more Kyrie. interesting. All right. Well, then you can save the popcorn, but I guess maybe the highlight is Desmond Bain against Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> not quite not quite the intriguing matchup, but yeah, um, TNT will figure out something. Exactly. No. Uh listen, Brooklyn 
point at a different level right now. Um, and maybe, you know what, maybe it will be John Moran against Ben Simmons by then. What are you thinking? You thinking Simmons yeah. is now that the Philly game is in the rear view, are we going to have Simmons on the court? I don't know. Soon? They haven't given us any solid time frame. And before last night, everybody was kind of leaning towards he wasn't going to play at all this season. Um, so I, I don't really know. Um, I I just, I don't know right now. Did he take any jump shots last night? I know he was out there. No, he came onto the court and he, all he did was pass the ball to Patty Mills, who ironically, it was, it was funny that he was, you know, with Patty Mills wearing the, uh, the chain and everything when he didn't even play for Australia this summer. Um, so yeah, just representing a lot of things that he doesn't actually do last night. <laughs> um, Okay, sports fans and Ben, uh, the game is in Memphis on the 23rd. So it okay. will be Kyrie going up against John Moran. So get that right. popcorn out, Ben. Um, that's going to be a good one. All right, moving up to number two, uh, or actually staying at number two, Golden State Warriors. Warrior fans, they can breathe a little more easily after losing five straight, nine of 11. Uh, Golden State now has won back-to-back games thanks to that Nuggets win last night and a win earlier in the week against the Clippers. Curry looked like Curry last night. Clay had 18 points, and Draymond is supposed to come back next week. Kind of the West Coast version of Ben Simmons, although his is certainly due uh, to a real injury. Um, still not sure about the back soreness um, with Simmons. So uh, you feeling good about, about Golden State, that that little blip there of a, of, a, of a rough stretch where they lost all those games. You think that's more an aberration than anything else, Ben? I kind of do. And I had been saying earlier that when we get to the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. Well, we're in the first week of fantasy playoffs and I have the Splash Brothers and Jordan Poole. So I'm feeling pretty good about the Warriors right now. Uh, feeling pretty good about week one of the playoffs. And uh, yeah, I think that would be just fine. Yeah, I think Poole finished with 21 last night. So he he yeah. looked good. Kaminga looked good. So, you know, as we've talked about on a number of occasions, uh, Steve Kerr has a lot of pieces that he can plug in. But I think the Splash Brothers are obviously the key. And, um, and getting Clay to a level where he can play and play consistently um, and consistent minutes uh, is probably as big a challenge as getting Draymond back right now. Uh, And finishing off with our number one team, as they've been all year, uh, the Phoenix Suns, uh, as mentioned, they had a very nice statement game in Miami earlier this week. Uh, And Devin Booker came out of COVID protocol to, uh, to finish with 23 points. Uh, The win avenged a home loss to Miami back in January. Also gave Phoenix uh, over, uh, pardon me, a win against all 29 teams in the league, something they haven't done since the 2006-2007 season. Of course, Ben, that was the Stevie Nash, Amari Stoudemire, uh, Sean Marion, Boris Diaw, Leandro Barbosa, you name it, uh, those great Phoenix teams of the 2000s uh, that never could quite get it done in the postseason. How do you see this Phoenix team stacking up with that Phoenix team? You know, it's funny to say, because looking at that list, it certainly is a really good roster, but I would have to put this team 
uh, this year's team when they're healthy, if they get Chris Paul back ahead of that one. Um, I still think this team has a higher ceiling. I do kind of see them uh, emerging from the West and getting to the finals this year. So I'm going to have to put this year's team ahead of that one. You know, I, I am with you. And I think what puts it ahead for me is Booker. Because you look at you look at those guys and you look at Nash and and he's pretty interchangeable with uh, with Chris Paul. Um, I know he won two MVPs and Paul hasn't won any, but I think both Hall of Famers. So you've got mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame point guard. I'd say Stoudemire maybe gets a little bit of a nod over Aiton, um, but Aiton's Aiton's no chopped liver, that's for sure, and uh, and and getting better. Uh, as time goes by. Uh, but, you know, what was missing from that team was just that consistent threat from the outside. And that's what you get in uh, in Devin Booker. So I think adding Booker to a lineup that is very similar with those great Phoenix teams gives the nod to this year's team. And of course, they made it to the final, something those old Phoenix teams could never do. They always seem to get mm-hmm. tripped up by San Antonio or the Lakers or somebody along the way in the West never could make it to the finals. Probably one of those categories, best teams never to win it would be those Phoenix Suns teams. But um, mm-hmm. this Phoenix Suns team did make it to the finals last year, and they're, they're certainly primed to finish the job that they couldn't finish last year. Um, all right, should we take a quick look at uh, our college top five, Ben, before we jump into some of tonight's NBA action? All right. All right. Well, of course, we're right in the middle of uh, most of the conference championships uh, right now, and things are very fluid. We've already had one team drop out of the top five from last week. Uh, that was the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, needless to say, Coach K's last game at Cameron uh, was not nearly uh, as enjoyable as they had hoped, uh, probably more akin to last night's Sixers game for Philadelphia fans. Yep. Ben, I think we made the right call. Not that we're Dukey fans, but uh, I, I'm glad we didn't plunk down the $7,500 to go. How about you? Oh, certainly. Although I, maybe it's still cool to see in person, you know, rooting against Duke on their home court could be fun. but. Um... Yeah, not what most people were expecting when they spent that money, I don't think. No, North Carolina's had a lot of great moments. Of course, they had Michael Jordan's game-winning shot to win a national championship. Uh, They beat Wilt Chamberlain back in the 50s in in triple overtime to win a championship. I would say right there near the top of the list of all-time UNC wins would be this win over K. I don't know if it's given... If any of those others had given uh, Tar Heel fans as much satisfaction as they probably got out of beating Kay in his last home game at Duke, wouldn't you think, Ben? Oh, yeah. They'll remember that for a long time, I bet. Yeah, certainly uh, turned Hubert Davis's fortunes around. Carolina was scuffling a little bit during the middle of the season, but that seems to have propelled them. They had a big win over UVA last night, so... Uh, whereas one time people were wondering if they were going to make the tournament or not. They, they certainly are a lock, may go on and win the ACC conference championship, but not in our top five. Uh, we'll start off at t- number five with uh, the Auburn Tigers making a reappearance. Bruce Pearl's team did stumble a little bit down the stretch with road losses at Arkansas and Florida and Tennessee, all by five points or less, no blowouts in there, but 
They wrapped up the regular season SEC title with victories over Mississippi State and South Carolina, and they open up the SEC tourney today against Texas A&M, SEC um, across the board, much improved conference this year. So Auburn's uh, winning that conference in the regular season, definitely worthy of making the top five in the Dunkel Index. Uh, Number four, we've got the Houston Cougars. Uh, Cougars had already clinched the American Athletic Conference regular season title, and they really didn't look much like a team that had anything to play for in their regular season finale last weekend against Memphis. That was a 75-61 loss. Uh, They'll have a chance to regroup, get back in the win column in the AAC tourney starting today for them. They've got the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, And you'll definitely want to go to dunkleindex.com. You can get all of our conference tourney picks for today and throughout the weekend right up until Selection Sunday. And, of course, we will have all those picks for the NCAA tournament, the NIT tournament, any of the smaller tournaments that are going on. Uh, So definitely uh, stay with dunkleindex.com right up through the end of the college basketball season. Uh, At number three, we've got the Baylor Bears. Um, They earned a share of the Big 12 regular season title with Kansas after beating Iowa State last week in the regular season finale. But their week in the Big 12 tourney turned out to be a surprisingly short one. Scott Drew's team fell last night to Oklahoma, and that arguably has to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, upsets so far in the conference tourney. So, of course, the Bears are the defending champs. We'll see uh, where they get uh, plugged in, in in the NCAA tournament and if they'll be able to regroup and go on. Uh, at number two, two, we've got the Arizona Wildcats, who, unlike Houston and Baylor, uh, have had no recent slip-ups. Uh, Tommy Lloyd's team cruised to the Pac-12 regular season championship by becoming the first team in conference history to win 18 conference games, and they opened up the tourney uh, with a win over Stanford, albeit that was much closer than expected, only a four-point spread there. They'll try to keep rolling, though, again today as they face the Colorado Buffaloes in Las Vegas. And at number one, as they've been, much like the Phoenix Suns in the NBA all year, Gonzaga Bulldogs, uh, 10 straight West Coast Conference regular season title check. Eighth uh, WCC tournament title in the last nine years, check. Uh, first national championship for Mark Few, uh, TBD. So definitely going to want to follow the Zags here in the tournament. Uh, they've got a lot riding this year as they try to finally break through with that elusive championship. So there we got it. Our top five in the NBA and the NCAA's. Ben, you ready for three NBA picks for tonight? Oh, you know it. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get off the uh, with the weekend started with uh, some winners for our listeners. Uh, I thought we'd start off down in South Beach. Let's take our talents down to South Beach. And uh, we've got the Heat going up against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, as mentioned, the Heat are looking to bounce back from that bad loss to the Suns during the week. And while not having Jimmy Butler was definitely an excuse, getting out rebounded by the Suns 55 38 with Bam in the lineup, 14 to 6 on the offensive end, that was not. That's, that was 
definitely uh, not characteristic of an Eric Spolstra team there. They really got outplayed by the Suns in every fashion. Uh, Cavs are definitely a little beat up right now. Uh, they've been without Colin Sexton uh, since the 11th game of the season. He's out for the, for the whole season with a knee injury. Now they're out with without uh, Jared Allen. He's out with uh, a fractured finger. He's going to be out indefinitely. That's 10.8 rebounds per game. So that should certainly help Miami on the boards tonight. And then they're also missing Karis LeVert, who's missed uh, seven straight games now with a, a knee injury. So that's a, a good chunk of offense that they were hoping to get when they acquired LeVert from Indiana. So that should help Miami's def- defense keep Cleveland's offense in check. Uh, another thing that you've got to like here is the fact that Miami has dominated this series in Miami in recent years, uh, a healthy 12-2 and record against the spread in the last 14 games against the Cavaliers down there in South Beach. Dunkel likes that trend to continue. Um, we're going to go with the Heat tonight to win and cover the Vegas line of six and a half while putting the clamps on Cleveland's offense, especially with um, some major omissions. Darius Garland is playing very well right now, so you may want to look at him for a prop tonight. But uh, as a team, we're going to look for Cleveland's offense to struggle, helping keep that number, uh, final score number, I should say, under the Vegas total of 210. Ben, how do you like that? Do you like Miami to bounce back tonight with a healthy win over the Cavs? Yes, I do. I like Miami to cover. At first, I thought it was a little bit of a big line, but it looks like uh, we're in line with the trends here. It looks like it's gotten up to seven and a half at some places. So yeah, if you can still find it six, six and a half, go for it. Yeah. Um, Garland's been playing well, no doubt about it, but I think uh, he's up against it against this team tonight, um, especially with Miami looking to bounce back. And we know Eric Spolstra uh, will have them ready to play, unlike that Phoenix game. Um, all right, let's move on uh, to uh, another team that's in our top five, the Memphis Grizzlies, as we mentioned, uh, number three in the Dunkel Index. They've got the Knicks tonight in Memphis at FedEx Forum, where Ben and I have actually seen some games. We love going to Memphis to watch some basketball and then hanging out on Beale Street, getting a little barbecue afterward, don't we, Ben? Oh, yeah. No, Memphis is a great town, great basketball city. Um, really excited for them. And uh, playoffs are going to be fun there. Yes. And, you know, as ugly as the season's been for the Knicks, Stop the presses. They've actually won three straight. They've been playing a little bit better ball right now. And, of course, with the play-in scenario, you're never quite out of it, even if you're the New York Knicks. They're now three and a half games behind the 10th place Atlanta Hawks to qualify for that coveted last play-in slot. Ben, you a big fan of the play-in scenario? I am. Um, in principle, I like how um, it gives kind of, well, realistically, two-thirds of the league a chance to make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, no, it it really keeps it exciting here up into the last couple of weeks of the season. I agree. I agree. And, uh, of course, you know, there's there's always talk, especially in football, of how do you avoid having teams tank at the end of the season? Well, 
this is a way you do it. You, 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 you create a play in tournament. And uh, I, I think it's great. And like you said, keeps teams like the Knicks who have struggled uh, just about all year, still somewhat in the mix. Uh, but extending that three game winning streak against John Morant and the Grizz tonight, that's a tall order. True. Yeah. Memphis has split their last eight games after a toward stretch, a stretch that saw them win 22 of 26. But they plex, uh, flex plenty of muscle in their last game against the Pelicans on Tuesday, a 132 111 win that saw the Grizz put up 77 points in the first half alone. Uh, and that outburst is a sign of things to come, usually. Uh, in fact, the last 11 games after scoring 125 or more points in the previous game, uh, they're 10-1 and one against the spread. So when the Memphis offense is rolling, look out. It comes in rolling tonight. Dunkel's going to take the Grizz to win here, cover the nine-and-a-half Vegas line. We're going to look for the Knicks' offensive struggles uh, to slip, uh, or I should say to continue a little bit here. Um, we're going to have New York uh, and and those troubles keep the line under, or total, I should say, under the Vegas number of 228. And actually, we do have a prop pick as well on our front page. Uh, look for... Uh, one player to be affected the most by that, and that's Julius Randle. He's got a very high point total of 24.5. We're going to look for Julius Randle to stay under that as well. So Grizz get the win and the cover. Final score stays under the Vegas total of 228, and Julius Randle staying under 24.5 points. How you like those three, Ben? Yeah, um, uh, I'm – in agreement with all three, you know, I think we've mentioned quite a few times how strong the East is, but uh, when you get down here, nine, 10, 11 spot versus the one or two spot in the West, I think we're going to see a big discrepancy. And I think Memphis does run away with this one. Yeah. And Memphis, of course, jockeying for that number two slot. Don't think they'll catch Phoenix, but they are in that tie with golden state right now for the second uh, spot in the Western Conference. So a lot riding right now for Memphis on these games as well. So like the Grizz to have a good game tonight. Um, all right. Well, one team that hasn't had many good games lately, and I don't know if it's going to have any good games for the remainder of the season, except when LeBron's breaking out for 56 points. Uh, that, of course, is the L.A. Lakers. Um They've got the Washington Wizards tonight, and we really can't go a podcast without focusing a little bit on the soap opera that is the Lakers. Uh, this week saw L.A. fall in overtime to the last place Houston Rockets and have Russell Westbrook objective fans referring to him as West Brick. Ben, what, what what do you think about Russ on that? Is 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 he right on calling people out for the, the West Brick reference? I don't know. It's not something I think most guys would do, um, especially when Westbrook's kind of known as being such a trash talker. Um, it looks, I guess, a little hypocritical. So, um, no, I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I definitely think uh, fans need to be called out when they cross the line on certain things. But I think Westbrook, I think that's pretty clever. And it's certainly 
reflects the season so far, um, both for him personally and the Lakers. So I, I'm with you. I think it's fair game. Um, you know, as the world turns in LA, Lakers are now just two and nine since February 8th and falling further and further into irrelevance. Uh, they get to face some of their old teammates tonight. We've got Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope coming back um, to um, Crypto.com Arena. Sorry, Ben, I have a hard time f- remembering that. Uh, it wasn't Crypto.com when they were there. So I guess they'll get introduced to Crypto.com tonight. Looking forward to the reunion of Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP. Yes. Yeah, no, they've looked really good on the Wiz uh, this year. You know, I think a lot of people would say they won that trade, but um, not sure LeBron's going to let this team lose to a couple of guys that he just traded away this summer. Mm, interesting that you're saying that. Of course, you're overlooking the new toy that Washington has in the unicorn that they yeah. acquired. Of course, Kristaps Porzingis um, sat out a couple games after being acquired uh from Dallas, but he has played two in a row now. Uh, and he's averaged 22 points in those two games. Uh, for the Dunkel Index, that should be enough to give even this 29 and 35 Washington Wizards team a fighting chance tonight. Dunkel's going to take Washington to continue LA's misery with a straight up win, and they're going to slow LeBron, LeBron down just enough to keep the total under the Vegas number of 231. Ben, I sense you're not on the Dunkel Index bandwagon with a whiz win in L.A. tonight. No, I guess you maybe you've forgotten, but LeBron has a long history against the Wiz when he was in the Eastern Conference. I kind of think we could see another 50-point game out of him tonight. Uh, whispering sweet nothings into Gilbert Arenas' uh, yeah. Ear at the free throw line. You mean those kind of histories against the Washington yeah. Wizards? I do remember them well. No, you're right. Um, and listen, as we as alluded to a minute ago, uh, he can go off for 56 points at any moment. Uh, he still has that in his arsenal. But what he doesn't have is a team around him that he can consistently count on. And not that Kristaps uh, Porzingis has a ton around him either, but Kuzma and KCP are playing better than arguably anybody else right now that's suiting up in an L.A. uniform not named LeBron. So we're going to stick with the number here and uh, take take the Wizards to win straight up and, uh, as we said, go under uh, the Vegas total there. So we've got three unders on that one, uh, on our three picks tonight, and then we've got – Miami and Memphis covering, and you can take the money line with Washington. And then we've got the added bonus of a Julius Randle under his total of points of 24 and a half. Ben, I think we got some winners here. How you feeling overall, other than the Washington pick? You okay with the rest? Yep. No, feeling good about them. Uh, even if you want to take Washington plus four, I can understand it. I don't know about money line. But yes, I think we got some other winners here, definitely. Dad's living a little more boldly with the money line there, but you're probably more prudent (laughs) by taking the points. I think that sounds like a good call. Well, there we have it. Three games for tonight. Uh, Our rankings for the uh, week. Of course, as I said, uh, go to dunkelindex.com. 
get all our NCAA conference tourney picks, all our NBA picks uh, for uh, today and through the weekend. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Ben, any final words, anything you're looking for uh, for this weekend? Uh, No, but if you are in fantasy playoffs week one, good luck. And um, yeah, that's it. And I'm going to see you uh, next week. Yes. Got a road trip to Portland. We're going to be out at Moda Center uh, for round one of the NCAAs. I think we got a good chance of seeing the Bulldogs next week. I got to think that's where they're going to put Gonzaga. So uh, that should be fun. First round action at the NCAAs. Uh, a stretch of games all day, nothing better in the sports world. So looking forward to being with Ben out in Portland. Uh, I think we'll do our podcast from out there as well. So looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, everybody, again, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And as always, good luck.